Hello, we're still alive. Hello, we're still alive. So far, so good, y'all. How about you? (laughs) (laughs) Friends and neighbors, welcome Uh, to your daily quarantini from your friends here at All The Fucks. Yes, I'm Lillian Bussell. I'm Jen Ponton. We're here to do something to be scared of that isn't isn't something... (laughs) (laughs) That isn't a global pandemic uh, looming crisis waiting to demolish all of us, all 7 billion of us. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, and in our experience, much like pain, much like the way your grandfather dealt with pain, the only way to not be so scared of what's right in front of you is to be so scared of something else even more ridiculous that's way (laughs) farther in the horizon. (laughs) (laughs) That really was that really was a tactic of a generation, wasn't it? <laughs> it re- yes! Absolutely. Oh, man. Absolutely. Good old paw paw. By the way, I am not that, I'm not that country. No one I'm related to was named paw paw. <laughs> I did, uh, I went to school with a guy who went by dude and another who went by Bubba. Bubba! True. Oh, my God. Bubba was one of the dear family friends for quite some time. That's amazing. He lived just up Crickaways. Yes, just up the Crickaways. We had a Crick, although that it was not the defining um, uh, location, like uh, a mile marker. Oh, was it? Yeah. (laughs) Take take a left at the Crick. I mean, we had lots of Cricks, quite frankly. But but yeah, so we ha- we've picked some more Jezebel scary stories. <laughs> Mine is from um, 2017, and it's uh, ten scary stories to fuck you up at night, which I love. Ooh, I like it. I'm ready also, to get if, fucked up. If you guys have favorite ones on here, send them in, and we'll do them. Oh yeah, please. Or if you found something weird on the internet, hey, send us the weird shit you found on the internet. Yeah, man. For real, um, like at us or DM us or yeah. email us, whatever you want. This Please. Is, content creation is a uh, is a group effort now. <laughs> it is. It's a communal. Uh, we all have it's to a communal each- coming together. Yes, we're all responsible for entertaining each other. <laughs> and in a week, we're all going to be real tired of all of these live streams of, of random shit. So we gotta we gotta make do. Um, can I go first? Yes, please. I would love for you to go first. This is from 2017. It's the very last of the 10 for this one. Um, it's called, uh, you know what? I don't think I even want to tell you what it's called. Um, it's from a contributor named 4,000 of them. Uh, okay. I have so many questions already. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Here goes. Writing this out makes me want to barf. I was a news reporter right out of college, reporting on dismal topics in dismal towns. After three or four years of this with the help of a friend, I landed an interview at an ad agency in Cincinnati. I got a job writing speeches and press releases and doing the usual early pre-career grunt work. I'm going to start again because I need to... Good story. Okay, here goes. Writing this out makes me want to barf. 
I was a news reporter right out of college, reporting on dismal topics in dismal towns. After three or four years of this with the help of a friend, I landed an interview at an ad agency in Cincinnati. Hits the big time. I got a job writing speeches and press releases and doing the usual early pre-career grunt work. After stints in Alaska and West Virginia, Cincy seemed like a metropolis, and I picked a totally refinished first floor apartment off of Craigslist. It was $400 a month and not a great part of town, though the landlord assured me it was changing. Besides, in West Virginia, oh no, I was living in an old furniture factory for $300 a month and kicking crackheads off the front stoop. This place sounded like paradise. That sounds amazing. I know. I would like more information. (laughs) Uh, My huge black dog, Dozer, and I, Dozer, drive down the street for the first time. A library, a record store, restaurants. I pull up to my building a few blocks down from the retail stuff, and it's not at all as described. The vestibule for the apartment is caked with grime, but I already have my key, and I open the door to find an almost eerily perfect apartment. Everything is brand new. The main room is in front, white carpet, white halls, a refinished bathroom, a boring but tidy kitchen, huge windows, high ceilings, and the back is a small bedroom with a door leading out to a tiny three-step back stoop and a little fenced backyard. Aww. Over the next couple of weeks, my friend helps me meet people, including her friend, Alan. He's great. We kind of friend hang out and then kind of boyfriend-girlfriend hang out. Who knows? I have anything exactly Uh, I I have to drive around the state a lot for work and he watches dozer while I'm gone I always go to his place to pick her up on my way home first time I do this I come back to the back of the the first time I do this I come into the back of the apartment with my bags and race to the bathroom to pee which is always where I go first when I go (laughs) when I come Mm, home mm -hmm. Uh, the seat is up and I fall right into the toilet I figure Alan left it up and I'd pack, go running with Dozer, etc. A couple of weeks later, I have to travel again. I leave my keys with Alan so he can pick up Dozer after he gets off work. Same routine. I pick her up two days later and go straight home in through the back bedroom door. I go to the bathroom and sit down again. Again, I fall right into the toilet. <laughs> I think I need to ask Alan not to do this when he picks up Dozer. It's so weird. I walk out of that other bathroom door and into the main room. Everything there is covered with a thick layer of dust, as if I've been gone for years. The fuck? It covers my dining room table, the stray coffee cup I'd left there. It's sunk into my mom's old velvet couch, on my picture frames, onto every nook and cranny of the huge yellow hutch against the wall. It's on the windowsills, on every handle of every drawer. Only the inside handle of the front door is per- drawer door is perfectly clean. <laughs> the door is locked. I realize the white carpet is filled with even more dust. It's white on white, so I hadn't noticed. I get out the vacuum and I fill two bags. I call the Seattle-based landlord and say if he's renovating other parts of the building, they need to chill on the construction dust. And he says he's short on funds at the moment. And my renovation was and will be the only one. After that, I'm home for a couple of weeks and everything's fine. I figure the air ducts burped out some old gross stuff. For my next trip, the usual. I come home with Dozer and the seat's up. I had teased Alan about it and he'd said, I never use the bathroom in your apartment. I go out into the main room and the box of pictures from college I dragged around for a couple of years was on a dining room chair. Every spring break picture of a girl in a bathing suit, some slutty sorority themed outfit, a towel, anything sexy. Oh, they're all arranged neatly in a grid on the dining room table. No, 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 no. What is this paranormal activity bullshit? I can feel my blood rushing into my ears. I walk through every room. 
look under the bed, open the front hall closet with a pair of kitchen shears in my hands. Nothing. I call Alan, politely, remembering I don't know him all that well, not really, and ask him about the pictures. Hang on a second. My door is open and Donna's on a call. Hang on. You still there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we good. Freaked out. We good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that was a little. Uh, Let me make sure I'm still recording. Yeah. He'd seen nothing like this, he says, and doing such a thing would be hella creepy. Yeah, no shit. I'm so afraid that I can hardly hear him. I call the landlord to see who else has keys, but he's not picking up. I call over and over. I don't want to leave Dozer there. I've just been super weird to Alan, and I don't want to sound insane. I'm just standing in my apartment. I end up taking a picture of the picture grid with my digital camera to prove to myself that it happened, cleaning it up, making a sad dinner, and spending the whole night talking to everyone I can think of on my flip phone. 2005, y'all, until I fall asleep. The doors are locked. Dozer's on the end of the bed, and every light is on. Yeah, for, for real. Oh, my God. I'm in the office or at home with Dozer all week. Every time I walk into my apartment, I'm terrified, but it's just her waiting, wagging her tail. I get cool about Alan again. After all, my friends know him. He's really fun. He just doesn't seem like the type. Still, the next time I travel, I drop off Dozer at his house, and I don't leave him a key. He insists on coming with me when I go back to the apartment. Sitting neatly in the middle of the back stoop is a small black rectangle. I bend down and pick it up. It's the remote control for my fancy digital camera I used as a reporter. Oh, under it is a sheet of paper. It's a printout of the picture I took of the greatest no. swimsuit pictures left on my dining room table. No, this is some paranormal activity business I do not enjoy. Wow. Alan goes in the house for me. Everything's locked tight, and my camera, the most valuable item I own, is gone. The living room is covered with deep, pillowy dust. The front doorknob is pristine. I don't clean anything. I leave and go to Alan's place where I drink as much as possible. Uh, Yeah, I call the landlord again. He says he has a key in Seattle and I have a key in Cincinnati and that's all he knows of. I call the non-emergency police, but the police are swamped in 2005 Cincinnati. They tell me a neighbor probably has a copy of the key, that the north side landlords are grifters to get my own deadbolt and keep valuables locked in the trunk of my car. Oh, no. (gasps) No. (laughs) They'll take a report if I'm willing to drive to the station. That's it. That's cops. I have such helpful advice. Um, uh-huh. I, <clears throat> I buy deadbolts for the front and back doors. I spend as little time in the apartment as possible. I try to break the lease, but the landlord won't let me out. And I can't afford to do anything else. I spend a lot of time with Alan. The next trip, I come to find my toilet seat up and a bunch of my food gone. On the trip after that, it's just a day and a half. So I ask Alan to drop in and check on Dozer, do her walks, keep her company. Nothing happens. The trip after that, Alan takes Dozer. Everything's normal. I checked the mail. Still nothing but junk circulars, same as the past two months. Nothing I order arrives, so I have to keep having my things delivered to my office. But this time, when I open the front hall closet to put my coat away, ah, there's the entire past two months of mail. What? 
online orders, packages from my mom and faraway friends, and all my bills. They are crushed, opened, ransacked, soaking wet, and streaked with dirt. I just run out onto the street on this sunny day, and everything's normal, but I can't hear. I'm too scared. And slowly I realize the street is busy, and my huge dog is out here, and I get myself together enough to hold her collar and sit on the curb. I turn around to face the building at the... Ah! I turn around to face the building. A face at the very top window in the attic sinks below view. What? No. 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 (laughs) Oh, other stuff disappears over time. A collection of coins my dad has given me from places he's visited. More food. Any drop of alcohol I buy, but nothing ever happens to me. No one breaks in when I'm home. There are no menacing figures at the window. No creepy feelings at night. Well, I don't think that's true. And the face in the attic starts to feel like a dream. I even go up there. It's just a bunch of people's extra stuff in storage. This was some asshole with a key, I decide. And I'm making, uh, and I'm making a good chunk of this up. The longer things are normal, the more it fades. I barely sleep. Every, it makes everything feel dreamier. Yeah, I bet. Then one night, mm. oh, then one night, I'm getting dressed cute to go out. I use the blackness of the long windows to check my reflection. I put on my shoes and one turns white. It's dust again. It's not like all over before, like it's not all over like before. It's concentrated around my huge hutch. I get out the vacuum and go to work, teetering in my heels, but it's piled around the side of the hutch, which is hard to move. I turn off the vacuum, brace my legs against the couch, and push the hutch towards the center of the room. And in the wall is a hole the size of a man. (gasps) No, no, no! (laughs) No, forget it. It's not paranormal activity. It's a Lifetime movie. I've seen this Lifetime movie. I've seen it. It's terrifying. (laughs) The dust, of course, had been from the sawing. My company (gasps) put me up in a hotel after that until I could move. My landlord let me break the lease. Yeah, you better. Um, Yeah, you fucking better, you piece of shit. Oh, my God. Later during the process of getting a felony conviction. Yes, girl, yes. I learned that two men (gasps) did all that stuff specifically to scare me, that they sat peeping through the gap at the back back of the hutch for months. One lived in the apartment next door. The wall opened into a little pocket between the apartment stairwell and the basement, and they hid it with plywood. My neighbor described it all for me in court, smiling at me. They watched me check myself out in the full-length mirror, cook meals, watch sad movies, flirt with guys on the phone, do sit-ups, talk to Dozer, have the occasional cry, go to the bathroom, everything. They kept hordes of snacks from my kitchen in the wall to enjoy while they passed the time. My long, oh, my long kitchen knife was found in the wall, plus a boning knife I didn't recognize, but they didn't want to come in while Dozer was home, and I was never without her. Every morning on the way to work for six months, I'd driven past a wanted billboard featuring one of their faces. I never oh, moved alone again. God, that's horrifying. Oh my God. Absolutely so the fuck one. not. Yeah. But... Oh, I love it. Ooh. I love it. Wow. Holy shit. But yeah, well, you wouldn't, I don't think I would think to check all of my walls. Like, man, I saw that. Yeah, I saw this. Uh, I saw this Lifetime movie a billion years ago, um, and I think it was about this divorcee who, like, was living on her own after her divorce, and she hired a contractor to, like, work on the apartment, and they had this really steamy, short-lived, sexy thing, and then she was like, no, I'm not ready, I don't want to do this, and he did not take it well. (laughs) Because then he moved himself into her walls. Oh. Nope. 
nope. And like she'd hear shit bumping around and there was no, and you know, of course the climax of the movie is like she, she sees light going in through, I don't know, a hole in the wall. It's terrifying. It's awful. Uh, it's, it's all bad. Oh my God, Jen, you know, we've got a squirrel in our ceiling right now. What if it's not a squirrel? What's a very, what if it's a very tiny man? Oh no. What if it's dear David? <gasps> Fuck! And Dear Sabine David's in my keeps feeling. looking at him. Oh no! No 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 no! Absolutely not. Oh, hang on, Bear. If you're gonna stay in here, you can't wiggle on the floor. No. Listen to me. If you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna, if you're gonna stay in here, you can't wiggle on the floor. Come on, Mom. I want to. <laughs> he does want to. He's looking at me like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm a good boy. <laughs> He's a really good boy. No wiggling. <laughs> can you hear him doing that? Yeah, yeah, I sure can. He's rubbing his face on the floor and scissoring his arms and and scrabbling at the at the. Oh. It's just it's just how he does a happy. You happy? Oh. You get all your happies out. Good boy. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Good baby. Um, okay, so I have a do do do. Where did it went? Where did it went? Up here. Okay, I have a relatively short, scary one. Um, it's from a it's from a user named Mrs. Hughes is a badass. <laughs> my parents thought they were just going to have one child. Me. My mom had my brother the summer before I started fourth grade. I was relatively okay with this. My mom had a C-section and her mom came to stay because my baby brother was freaking huge and my dad had to get back to work. (laughs) People were very generous and lots of gifts were sent to the hospital. One gift included a helium balloon with a rainbow on it. The first sign of trouble was when I woke up and the balloon was in my room with me. This was odd since I slept with my door closed, but I figured it must have gotten in before I shut my door or my grandmother opened my door to check on me or something. The next day, the balloon was floating over my brother's crib. The third day, I was in the shower washing my hair with the bathroom door closed and the shower curtain also closed. When (laughs) When I turned from the faucet, and the balloon was in the shower with me. Oh, no. In the shower. In the My shower. S- I thought it was going to be in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, what kind of Pennywise shit is this? Right? My screams woke the baby. Yeah, My bet. mom was f- <laughs> My mom was furious with me. She locked the balloon in a closet. That night, she woke up and the balloon was over her. <gasps> No, you guys. Just when she woke up in the- <laughs> when she woke up in the morning, the balloon was still in the closet. <gasps> that morning, my grandmother went outside with me so I could swim. We had a small deck off an enclosed porch, and then stairs leading down to the pool. I was standing on the diving do- uh, I was standing on the diving board facing the porch when I saw the porch door screen door, so it opened out instead of in, open. I thought my mom was coming out. It was the balloon. No, 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 no. It turned turned on the deck so the rainbow was facing me. 
And then it started walking down the stairs like a human. <laughs> the balloon didn't the balloon didn't just float from the deck into the yard like a balloon. It went down each step like a person or animal climbs stairs. I was screaming from the point the balloon came out instead of my mom. Oh. oh. My and my grandmother started screaming too. Yeah. The screen door opened again. This time, my mom ran out with scissors. She'd been uh, standing in the kitchen looking at my grandmother, and I through the window and saw the screen door open and the balloon go out. Oh, <laughs> she, she chased the balloon down as she stabbed it over and over and over, and I swear to God, that balloon screamed. A little backstory. My mom's brother completed suicide a couple of years prior to this. Oddly, my brother and I favor him to an insane degree. Not only do we physically resemble him far more than we do our actual parents, but we apparently have his mannerisms, gestures, and patterns of, spe uh, and patterns of speech, although I spent very little time with him as a small child, and my brother was born after his death. More backstory. He killed himself in a work truck. My family decided to have the work truck crushed. The work truck did not agree. First, oh. it refused to crank. Then, it almost killed someone as it was loaded onto the flatbed tow truck. Uh, then, as they loaded it onto the crusher, it cranked and almost ran over someone else. No. My other uncle also reported seeing a weird creature standing on his staircase, standing at, uh, staring at him silently for a couple years after his brother died. <sighs> That's... Mostly the end, except my brother has had a lifelong fear of balloons. Oh, and that my own daughter was born on the anniversary of my uncle's death. And one day when she was a preschooler and we got a cat, she turned to me, smiled and said, I'm going to name it Rainbow. You need to know that the rainbow was never going to hurt you. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Well, listen, buddy, just do something that's a little less goddamn creepy, Could would you? Could you do something less weird? <laughs> what oh if you, my like, God. painted a rainbow? <laughs> Literally oh. anything. Come on, Literally dude. anything. Guess what's friendly? Nobody will <laughs> A walking balloon. Oh, the door <laughs> opening. Uh, no. Uh, we had a ghost no, at my last no. job, but thankfully it never did anything bad. It's the only time I've ever seen a ghost. And I really only saw it a couple of times. But when I saw it, I fucking saw it. It was there. It was a shape. Like, I kept... I kept thinking that one of the supervisors was, like, coming up and getting in my grill when I was over by the server station. Um, like, that's how much... You know when somebody's <laughs> looking over your shoulder and you're like, get away from me. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That happened a bunch of times. And then when I turned and looked, it was, um, like, a guy in a trench coat leaning up against the wall. I, he wasn't looking at me, though. But he was close enough that it felt like it. Anyway. No. Nothing Don't bad like happens. that. Maybe he just likes piano bars. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for a pastime in the afterlife, that's not a bad one. Yeah. Right. Or, or maybe he was hoping that it would be more Billy Joel and less show tunes. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is also what I would hope. A piano bar crank. <laughs> uh, I have a short one for you. Yes. Um, I am I so ready. <clears throat> I did a beginning and end skim. Uh, from 2017, Making the Bed by Gender Neutral Username. <laughs> Love it. I wrote about yes. a different creepy thing last year that happened in the same house, but I can't find that post anymore. Anyway, cool story. Anyway, here's another one that happened about a year before that one. That is unnecessary backstory. Uh, I got a promotion at work and moved my family from Texas back to my home state. My w- wife's aunt and uncle lived next door to a house they wanted us to rent because it had been empty for more than three years, but they knew the owner. We worked out a lease agreement and moved in. A nice little house in a nice enough middle-class neighborhood and living next to the relatives was great because they offered to watch our kids regularly. At the time, we had twin, not-quite-one-year-olds. They slept in separate cribs in a room down the hallway from our bedroom, and they were really good at sleeping through the night. A couple months after we moved in, we started hearing sounds like footsteps down the hall. The hallway was carpeted, but it sounded like floorboards creaking underfoot. The house wasn't very old, maybe 25 years. I chalked it up to the house settling, but it happened almost every night for two weeks. Then one night, one of our boys woke up screaming in the middle of the night. My wife and I ran into the room, and my wife screamed. Both of our boys had somehow been neatly tucked under their fitted crib sheets. (gasps) Oh, my... (laughs) Like someone had made the bed over top of them. My wife ripped off the sheet, picked up the crying baby, and started comforting him. I walked over to the other crib. And saw that the other baby was lying completely still under the sheet. I ripped off the sheet and picked him up. He woke from a dead sleep and looked at me bleary-eyed. As I was holding him and staring at his face, trying to figure out if he was okay, suddenly he smiled, but not at me. He was looking over my shoulder at the ceiling. My wife and I took the babies with to, to bed with us that night. Nothing like that ever happened again. Listen, I you know, I hear people who are like, I guess I'll stay here. I, no, that's your babies. That's your baby. That's your baby. Yeah. I mean, like, look, I don't understand that feeling, but I have some distant concept of it. (laughs) I don't want babies in general to be harmed. I just don't want them around me. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. I can't. Like, I just. For me, when it's that kind of fear in in real life, it honestly feels like someone's dropped an ice cube to the bottom of my stomach and I can just. (gasps) feel it and it's not melting it's just cold and it's like bam Uh, yeah you just gave me chills (laughs) do you got another one yeah this one is super short um and i'll have to describe a picture to you a few years ago my then three-year-old had a fever which i was treating with baby tylenol I gave him his dose before bed, got distracted and walked into his room to see him holding the medicine bottle in one hand and the dropper in the other saying, I give myself a medicine. So anyway, we go to the ER four hours later. (laughs) A blood test confirms that he did not actually ingest any medicine. Phew. So we head home in the middle of the night, exhausted, but fine. But it was while he was there that a nurse gave him a stuffed bear. My son named his bear Hamburger and started sleeping with him in his bed. Being an imaginative preschooler, my son pretended to talk to Hamburger a lot, and Hamburger would tell him things. Uh One day, day, he walked into the dining room and demanded crayons and paper because Hamburger, quote-unquote, told him he had to draw a picture. 
This is the picture Hamburger made him draw. So there's blue crayon up at the sky and green crayon on the ground. And on one side of the paper, there are a bunch of black uh, rectangles coming up from the ground. And under the grass, it's all colored in uh, red brown. And underneath each black rectangle, there is a person standing in a hole. No. Well, mm. no. It's a bunch of dead people in a graveyard with headstones above them. <sighs> Hamburger told him to draw them red. They have X's as eyes, and they are all smiling. Mm-mm. Anyway, it's been years, and I'm not sure where Hamburger is now. The toy box, maybe. I'm going to keep him there. My kid just walked by and I asked him if he remembers drawing it. And he's like, yeah, those are dead people. Oh, no problem. <laughs> the end. Wow. Oh, those are dead people. Oh, kids. 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 Aren't kids great? <laughs> I mean... Well, and that's so funny, too, because I I don't know that I ever really thought that my um, stuffies were talking to me, but, like, this, I felt like they had personalities and could feel things. Um, mm. I don't remember any of them ever inspiring me to do anything. <laughs> uh, God. No, uh, I don't think I took any, uh, any, any tips from my toys. <laughs> okay. Um, I have, I have not vetted this at all, so... I picked it just because the username who submitted it is his name is Butthole Jerky, <laughs> and you know what? Um, I gotta say, I'm assuming it's a guy, I mean- but it could be any gender, I suppose. <laughs> um, okay, about seven years ago, my boyfriend and I moved into a duplex. After living there for six months, we had become well acquainted with our neighbors. Everyone was cool except for this old lady and her creepy brother, who claims to be a medicine man. He also liked to stare into everyone's windows, especially at women. One night at about mm. two o'clock. Yeah. No, thanks. It's fine. It's fine, ma'am. I'm a medicine man. <laughs> I, brought, I brought my bag of chicken bones. Everything's fine. Um, one night at about two o'clock in the morning. Maybe that's Santeria. I don't know. The older lady came comes pounding on our door. She said that her grandson had stolen her car and taken it to town and she needed to look for him. She didn't want to call the police on him. Unfortunately, times were tough and we only had enough gas to get to and from work, let alone drive aimlessly looking for her grandson and car. We told her we were sorry and we were unable to help. She got mad at us and stormed off, muttering to herself. We went to bed and didn't think anything of it until a week later. We had to go... Uh, we, we had went to town for a few groceries one day. When we came home, we discovered things were amiss. Knickknacks had been moved around. Our wire plant shelf had been moved away from the wall, and the back of it faced our front door. We—that is so unsettling to me. Rearranged furniture. I don't know why. Oh no! Absolutely. Anytime that happens in the movie, yeah. there's something where like people walk very distressing. It, yeah, in and out of a room and back into it, and like everything was all stacked up on top of itself. Uh, uh, are you thinking of Poltergeist? Possibly. Mm, I feel like this was more recent. Oh, maybe it's just seared into my brain. Uh, it also happens that again. Oh God, it's so fucking good. All three of them are so fucking good. Mm. Does it happen in paranormal? Uh, almost certainly. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm thinking of. 
I don't know if I can ever watch that movie again. It scared Mm-mm. the bejesus out of me. Yeah. The first one more than anything else. Although the other ones are still pretty creepy. Uh, oh. No, the first one was. Oh yeah, I've, I've only seen the first one. Oh, okay. Knickknacks moved around. Blah, 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 blah. We initially thought someone had broken into our apartment, but couldn't find anything missing. The door wasn't open or unlocked when we got home. No windows were broken or had no been opened. We thought someone was just fucking with us. Oh, later in the evening, we went to cook dinner and discovered all our cooking knives were missing. What the no? <laughs> Upon searching our apartment the second time, we also discovered our pocket knives, scissors, and box cutters were gone. Starting to feel officially creeped out, I walked into my bedroom to see if there was anything else out of place. Then I noticed my needle tool used for making pottery was stuck in the wall all the way down to the handle. <gasps> it was perfectly positioned at the head of our bed, about three feet up between our pillows. I turned my room upside down on the hunch I lifted up our mattress. Lo and behold, all our kitchen knives, pocket knives, scissors, and box cutters were laying on top of the box spring. The pocket knives were open, the box cutter blades were protruding, and the scissors in scissor position... <laughs> Ah, it was some do, freaky do not appreciate no there was no way anyone had entered our house unless they had a key which is also highly unlikely we snudged, smudged blessed our apartment and prayed over it because we could just feel the negative energy and spent a sleepless night being creeped out the next morning we went outside to smoke an anxiety cigarette lo and behold our creepy pervert neighbor was on his porch grinning at us the entire time we were out there Imagine a psychotic Gomez Adams grin, if you will. I know it sounds crazy, but we're pretty sure he had something to do with denying his sister arrived. I don't know what they did, but it was supernatural and it scared the actual shit out of me. Do not enjoy. Oh my god! Can you can you imagine? No, I cannot. <laughs> I feel very grateful. Like I've had some very rocky living situations, but I have never had a place where I felt threatened or unsafe in my apartment, like all the time. No, no. Thankfully, me neither. Ah! No, although oh. really didn't love when that reporter put my fucking address out there. Like yeah. what? <laughs> oh, be okay. Oh my god. Be okay. <gasps> <laughs> I can't. Well, I um, still have. I mean, there's people. Journalism, you know, it's gone. Things, things are. People are doing their best mostly, but I do think that there's people who are still around from like back in the day, or like there's that one um, photographer dude that I told you for the Jersey Journal who like he seems harmless, but also he won't leave me alone, and I'm like, go away. <laughs> eh, do not. No. No. Go away or come to my shows and pay pay me money. Like, don't just try to make me talk to you on Facebook, sir. Yeah, no, come on. Be professional about it. That's garbage. Nope. Ugh. Ugh. What is wrong Uh, with people? Do you have one more? Okay. I have so many more. Um, Okay. I'm going to read, I'm going to read a sort of a scary, sexy one. Okay. Ooh. This is called James. You're going to like this. I'm ready. When I was 17 years old, I was an avid romance reader. I'd sneak all of my mother's Harlequin novels and lock myself in my bedroom and just absorb all of its cheesy, dramatic goodness. Yes. So when I started dreaming of this dashing young fellow in a breezy, ruffled white shirt, 
think Fabio or whatever any man on a historical romance novel would be wearing. <laughs> and riding boots. Ah, oh, I was ecstatic. His name was James, and he had this old-time English accent that I couldn't quite place. The dream started out naturally. Once a month, he'd pop in, sometimes twice. Then it became more frequent, one to two times a week. It would always start the same. I'd be dreaming of myself sleeping in my bed, and I'd wake up to find him standing in my room. His eyes glowed this vibrant green, and he kept pushing his ruffled hair back in this sexy way. The way he looked at me is what I became obsessed with. There was this yearning, this deep devotion to me. I would wake up thinking, that's what it feels like to be in love. He would always approach me slowly, hesitant to make sure I wasn't scared. Then he would tell me I was beautiful and ask me to dance. Music would appear out of nowhere, and I'd look down and find myself in this beautiful laced nightgown with flowers in my hair, and we would waltz in moonlight. Can you see why a 17-year-old girl would just become obsessed with this? Yeah, are you kidding? I would never get out of bed. I would just no, I would take no. sleeping <laughs> Right. It's literally the opposite of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. So far. <laughs> I would become so eager to go to bed, sometimes forcing myself to sleep by 7 p.m. just so I could see him. Yep. Uh, relatable content. <laughs> relatable. Meanwhile, things in my waking life were becoming strangely dark. My music player would turn on in the middle of the night, full blast, waking the entire house. I'd be doing homework at my desk and I'd continuously see something from the corner of my eye. One time with the house to ourselves, my best friends and I were all piled into my bed eating cookie dough and watching reruns of Cops. Oh, when we I heard want a, it. I know, right? When we heard a male voice talking from the bathroom just down the hall from my bedroom. At first, we didn't think anything of it. Perhaps my dad came home earlier than expected or my brother. We were a family of five with an open door policy for friends. It was rare that we were alone. The voice kept going on and on until finally my one best friend asked me who was here. I muted the TV and we listened. And then I realized the voice had an accent. I got this terrible shiver down my back and I yelled out, James. And suddenly the voice stopped. I finally told my best friends about my dreams and their faces went white. Two <sighs> nights later, I dreamt the same dream. I was dancing with James, but the energy was different. His grip on me was firmer. And as we danced the whole time, he was growling in my ear. You are mine and no one can have you. Oh no. A week later, I begged my mother to let me move out of that bedroom and come upstairs. It was in the basement. Oh, oh, my younger sister switched with me and she stayed there for years. My dreams gone a little over a year now, uh, a little over a year ago. Now, my sister and I were helping my mother clean out the room so she could transform it into her own office. My sister and I were going through things and she randomly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My my sister and I were going through things and she randomly started laughing and said, James won't like this. <gasps> I have never, I have never felt more cold or sick or terrified in my life. What did you just say? She looked embarrassed and waved her hand to pass it off before carrying back to the boxes. 
James, English man who dances, I asked. She nodded. He's not a very nice man. Oh, no! But, um, why wouldn't you tell your little sister? (laughs) Why would you let, oh, no. Right, especially if that's why you left the room. Rude. Like, it would be one thing if you had no idea that it was related. However. (laughs) Oh, my God. Holy shit. Uh, Why can't they just be good sexy ghosts? That's all. For that's real. all anybody wants, right? They oh my want- god! To to go to bed at like six p.m. Well, good night. <laughs> Sleep like twenty two hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're worried that you have mono. Oh, no, I'm fine. <laughs> oh golly! Well, <laughs> time to go to sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, oh, so good. James won't <laughs> like this. James won't like this. Fuck. Mm. Oh, man. I would not have coped with those well. By which I mean I probably wouldn't have stopped. <laughs> oh, no. I can't even. Oh, no. Especially at 17. Because oh, then fuck. it's like it's like a secret. But like also. <sighs> oh, so Jen and I have been talking about maybe doing an episode on dreams, which is so like up my alley, but some people's worst nightmare. So it's it's fine. It'll maybe it'll be an extra content one. Maybe um, we'll do that for a quarantini. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have always had crazy dreams and now I'm on Wellbutrin, which is supposed to make your dreams crazier. It's not really. Like slightly more <laughs> abstract. So apparently whatever it is in the Wellbutrin that makes your dreams fucked up, I already had it in my body. <laughs> <laughs> Good for me. Hooray. Oh, I've always Um, wanted to try lucid dreaming, though. Do you know about that? Oh, I do. Yes. I successfully did it once. (gasps) Really? Mm -hmm. What did you do? I mean, you don't have to tell me. But you just, uh, what is the trick? You need to be able to acknowledge that it's a dream. Yes. And then just make a different choice. Right. Which sounds really simple. And one and like usually I just get so lost in them that there's no way that I could ever have that uh, realization. But mm. once like, I don't know, maybe a month ago, I was in the middle of things and they started getting particularly weird. And I looked around and I was like, there's no way this is actually real. Oh, I must be dreaming. Okay, let me try that thing. <laughs> maybe I'll just go get ice cream now. And then what? I fucking did it like oh a boss. God. That's amazing. That was recent. Yeah, re- yeah, oh relatively God. for sure. Mm-hmm. That's not weird. That's fucking great. <laughs> I haven't had a flying dream in a very long time. I like uh, I like bouncing dreams. Also, do you have those? Bouncing? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I I'm not actually flying. I'll like it'll, it's like I have really good moon shoes on, and I like I'm like <gasps> bounding. I yeah. love that for you. It's it's super. <laughs> the flying ones are great, um, obviously, but yeah, oh the God, bouncing ones so are pretty good. fun. Um, the only time I've ever gotten any time I get close to actually waking up in my dream, it's because um, then I actually wake up. Like every so often, I'll dream about my mom or my dad, and then in the dream, something clicks, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, you're dead." And then I wake up. <laughs> but yeah, nothing nothing ever really goes any further than that. Those are usually pretty nice, actually. Those are usually kind of sweet. 
I will say I did think I saw a ghost of my dad one time. Um, He, uh, this was shortly after he passed away and my dad was very, like he was kind of, I wouldn't even, five, nine maybe, like short for a guy um, and very round and he had a big head and he always wore suits. This is very important always wore suits um like if even if he was hanging around the house he would be in like slacks and a button down shirt i've never seen this man in a pair of jeans in my entire life and um i was walking around jack's 99 cents um in midtown which is a place that he frequented quite often because we was broke um so i was i was wandering around and i i thought i saw my dad like it looked so much like my dad and he was wearing like a powder blue suit which is exactly the kind of thing my dad would wear to go to jack's 99 cents so (laughs) so so i followed this guy around i stalked him around the store for like 20 minutes until i got a really good look at his face and it still looked so much like my dad that i couldn't even i couldn't even say anything um, I just like walked away. I was like, hi. Ah. Uh, oh my god. But yeah, also I was like, if my dad was gonna haunt someplace, this feels right. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 finger cannon. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, have you ever had visitations in your dreams? Uh once right after my dad passed away, um, mm like the night or the night after I already knew he was gone. Um, he had someone in the family had gotten him to buy gold bullion with my grandmother's money. Like, I think that grandma wanted him to invest some of her money in gold and what he actually did, which is so like, couldn't be more my family. He went out and bought a bunch of gold and he hid it. It's like a Roald doll novel. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So then when he died, no one knew where it was. Oh, Jesus. We found, we found, I want to say it was like $20,000 in actual gold. Did he tell you where One Eyed Willie's gold was in your dream? In my dream, he showed me that it was in the oven and it was not in the oven. And I was real bummed out. I called my mom and I was like, I was like, okay, this is going to sound crazy, but hear me out. Because nobody ever cooked in that place. Like, every once in a while, I would come over and cook, but I would usually use the stove top. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And I think in the dream, I was annoyed at him. I was like, why did you do this, man? (laughs) Also canon. Yep. (laughs) I am certain, like, I don't know. Andrew and I compare sometimes. And I think that the, like, I have absolutely been visited in my dreams. Um, but I think, I think you can feel the difference between a normal dream and a visitation because like the visitation is just so peaceful. Like I'll dream normal family bullshit that my dad is live all the time. And it's, you know, weird and dreamy and unpleasant. And, um, and then like the couple of isolated incidents where he kind of just appears that feel very grounded, very peaceful, very, um, loving, like that's bananas. I think, how long was it after? Within the first couple months of my dad 
dying. I had, I had this crazy dream that, um, that I'm certain was a visitation. And, uh, in the dream he was gone and I had, or maybe he was about to be gone and I had to go to a nursing home to go visit someone else. Someone I actually did not like at all. And I, I it was like an obligatory thing. And so I'm outside of the nursing home and he walks up to me and I'm like, oh my God, dad, what are you doing here? And he starts dancing with me Oh, and he, and he, and he's just dancing with me and he's like, you know, I just wanted to come and say, and say hi and let you know I'm okay and say goodbye and check in on you and are you okay? And I'm like sobbing in the dream. Oh God, I bet. And I was close to waking up, so I was I was also crying. Like you ever have those dreams that are so fucking sad that you're oh. crying and then the crying wakes you up? Yep. Yeah. Being being this sensitive is so fun. Wow. <laughs> um, so my actual tears woke me up and I was just like, I was like, I miss you so much and I don't know how we're gonna do this. And you know, like he was very comforting and very reassuring and and I didn't know I was trying to grab to figure out what song we were dancing to because he was like, this song is, this song is a gift for you. And I couldn't grab it from the dream. And I was like, no. And then as I was waking up, it was Crosby, Stills and Nash. It was just a song before I go. Mm-hmm. I know. And when I realized that I immediately began sobbing and I was like, Oh Jesus. Uh, wow. That is that like, it could not, be more obvious. That was wow. not even in my brain. He dropped it right in there. <sighs> Man. So many feelings. Wow. Uh, um, uh, uh, recommendations. I haven't actually read it yet, but um, one of my friends recommended the Empaths Survival Guide because I was telling her about the podcast oh. and about, like, you know, just feeling things extra deeply. Um. And I think I've, I haven't done a whole lot of uh, research, but I, I do feel other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Same. That's why. Yeah, I, no, we're, we're both yeah. like absolute empaths. And I go, like, I go back and forth in times of crisis where it's like, we were joking about this the other day. Like if you're having a crisis, somebody who had a, a critical childhood is great to have around because we're like, oh, this is fine. We're all going to get through this. Wait till you uh-huh. hear the shit I got through. Mm-hmm. Um, but also if I dwell in whatever it is too much, like, um, uh, like the Katrina footage, um, mm, that right. laid me out on the couch for a whole week. Like I can't, I got, I can't compartmentalize and I need to learn how. It's hard. Boundaries are hard. Boundaries are really boundaries hard. Boundaries are hard. Their energetic boundaries are fucking hard. And it's always a challenge for me to not feel like I am being unkind with them. Always. I mean, oh. I'm going to, I'm learning them anyway and I'm doing them anyway. Yeah. Um, and I'm way better than I was like five years ago. But it's a, it's a rough learning curve. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, what do I want to recommend? Uh, oh, I know what I'll recommend. Hello. I'll recommend what you sent me this morning. So Shudder is a, is a special streaming service. That's just horror movies. 
and they're doing a special promo for I think a free month. Yeah, to I think help that's what it was. Distract you from the current fear with a different fake glamorous fear. Um, so please enjoy Shutter. I love Shutter. I've been subscribing to Shutter for like uh, years now, and they've got a fantastic library. Um, also, if you want to go down a YouTube rabbit hole of creepy stuff, there is a production company that hasn't put anything out for a long time, but their catalog is batshit, and they are called Fudio, F-E-W-D-I-O. Huh. Like, just a couple of days, Fudio. <laughs> <laughs> su su studio. Uh. Um... And their stuff is really, really scary. Uh, some will lay you out more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are my creepy recommendations. And I have one more mini, mini, mini story that's going to be like 45 seconds. Okay. Okay. The night before my mother's family was set to leave for a camping trip, she woke up her parents to tell them what she saw in her brother's room. The brothers are twins, and just over one of them, as she described, was a disembodied head wreathed in fire. Oh! It it was kissing one of them on the head. She, being six, and this being the middle of the night, was then dismissed by her parents and sent back to bed. The family arrived to the campsite the next day early, so they decided to go for a short hike. About a quarter of the way through the hike, the brother who had been marked the night before heads back to camp to grab his journal. He never came back to them. So when the family got back to camp, they began to search for him. Search parties are formed, but they never found him. The only things that they did find were his clothes and journal by a creek. His clothes were folded neatly from bottom to top, shoes, socks, underwear, pants, and shirt, resting on top of the pile, his journal. The last entry, there is a stranger in camp. I think I have to go with him. Oh, no. No, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, so fucked up. That's from a user called Nixon's Back. (laughs) Nixon's Back? Yeah. (laughs) Nixon's Back. Nixon's Back, baby! (laughs) Oh, my God. What are we ever to do? What is the actual (laughs) translation of Oigewalt? Oh, help. Oh! Oh, I like that. Oh, help. Indeed. (laughs) All right, friends. All right. We love you. We hope this is bringing a little distraction or a little levity your way. Uh, Tune in tomorrow for our normal episode. 
it's gonna be all the teenage dirtbags part two Yay. lots of lots of really great stories of us um breaking the rules and trespassing and almost <laughs> getting caught and hanging out law, way too late at law, night breaking the, law, breaking the law breaking the law um that's coming out tomorrow and after that more quarantine stuff yay more and more and more quarantinis um until the following thursday and you know those are going to be our quote-unquote normal episodes we still have a bunch of them and i think you and i now know confidently that if we wanted to tackle another normal one uh remotely just like this yeah. we could do it very comfortably yep i do miss, I miss your beautiful your face I know. I was just about to say that. Jinx. <laughs> said, I miss seeing your beautiful face. I miss seeing your beautiful face. And uh, drinking so much water because I just get, like, amped the fuck up. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thirsty. So I've actually – I drank a whole glass of water at the top of this, and then I got thirsty, but I wanted to stay. I didn't want to stop. <laughs> That's my visitation to you. Oh. What song did I leave you with? <laughs> um, uh, River of Dreams. <laughs> <sighs> That's canon. <laughs> I go walking in the in the middle of. I go walking in, in the middle of. I go walking in. The, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. Do 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 do. Inspector Gadget. Do, I usually do, do, do. cut these out for them, but we'll see. We don't know what I'll do. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Love you a lot. All right. Love you too. Bye. Bye.